Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise radio show with our favorite money guy, Ray Lance, who always has such great information. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise. We're going to have fun today. We're going to talk about Social Security, and we talk about this subject every once in a while, yeah. but I still contend that there's so much misinformation out there. Oh, you bet. And I'm doing this for two reasons. One, because you can't learn enough about Social Security, especially if you haven't started to take it yet. Right. And secondly, um, I have incidents that happen in my business every single day, every single day of the week when... Uh, we find out that somebody needs a Social Security question answered. Just this past week, for example, I have a, a first cousin who lives out of state, and unfortunately she had a stroke. I'm sorry. And she's only uh, 65 years old, I believe. And so the question now is, can she take Social Security disability or should she take regular Social Security? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, about when you should consider taking disability versus regular retirement Social Security. Well, I, I'll actually give you a little hint on that right now. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, if you're beyond the age of 66 when something like that happens to you, you're not going to be eligible for Social Security disability anyway. But if you're younger than 66 and you haven't started to collect Social Security, one of the important strategies we're going to discuss today is maybe you're going to be much better off to take Social Security disability and not regular retirement Social Security. Why? Because your account for retirement purposes can continue to build up and accumulate. So that's just one of several very important tips. We're going to cover about 10 very important tips for Social Security today. So stay tuned and hang on to your seat. We've got a lot to talk about. We certainly do. And um, I'd also like to let everyone know that we are going to be doing some seminars on Social Security and Retirement Income Strategies coming up fairly soon. That's right. It's uh, coming up right after Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. And uh, we're going to be doing a program called Savvy Social Security and Retirement Income Planning. The other important point that I'm going to make today is that it's so important to make sure that you're just not looking at Social Security as your only source of retirement but you need to make sure that it dovetails with any other source of income that you might have. Mm -hmm. And how you make those decisions will determine how well you can maximize your retirement income. So if you do have interest in attending a local seminar, we will be doing seminars on Wednesday, December 3, at Social Harmony Lodge in Wareham. That's right on Cranberry Highway, which is Route 28. When you get off the Route 28 interchange on Route uh, I-95, just turn right, and it's probably 200 yards on your right-hand side. On Thursday, December 4, we're going to be at Lorenzo's Italian Restaurant in Middleborough. That's 50 West Grove Street, Middleborough. And for that particular location, we're going to be doing a seminar at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 to 3.30, and in the evening from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. And it only takes about an hour and a half of your time. And then finally, on Saturday, December 6, we will be at Pythagorean Lodge, 13 Spring Street in Marion, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's a little bit of a limited seating availability there. But most importantly, if you do have interest in attending one of our seminars, give us a call, 
888-888-8858. We'd be happy to make a reservation for you. So one of the most important things that I always tell people is when you think about Social Security, don't just think about it as a check that you're going to get every single month once you start taking it. Think about it as the largest possible asset that most of you will have. If you took the combined value of the payments that you're going to receive over the course of your lifetime from Social Security, let's say you start at age 66 and you live to be age 86, that's 20 years worth of payments. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the actual true economic asset value of that is enormous for most people. But most people don't think about it that way, and I'm going to try to change your mind about how you think about Social Security, especially after you listen to our program today. And Social Security is something that's that's usually uh, analyzed by folks like me and people who do uh, financial uh, services for clients. Lawyers do it once in a while, but not too much. So have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, this is actually a quotation from our dear friend Benjamin Franklin. He said, a countryman between two lawyers is like a fish between two cats. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, you and the family. I hope it was a beautiful time. Yes. I, have a, I have a good uh, Thanksgiving joke. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Postmortem. Um, what kind of music did the pilgrims love to listen to? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. No. No. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh, that's in the category of lame jokes, isn't it, Phil? <laughs> Pass me the drumstick. <laughs> I think you've had too many drumsticks, oh, actually. Oh, so. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit more about Benjamin Franklin, but um, in any event... Um, have, have an opportunity to learn as much as you can about Social Security because it's, it's so very important. So we're going to talk about some very specific Social Security strategies today. And whether you are already collecting, you might learn some things about your beneficiaries or your survivor benefits if you're looking forward to being a survivor someday. Um, most people uh, anticipate that in, in a marriage situation, for example, typically the husband will pass away first before the wife because women have a longer life expectancy. Right. So when we talk about making important decisions about when to start collecting Social Security, it's often even more important for the surviving spouse because they're going to need to maximize their benefit once one spouse dies. And the other part of that that you need to remember is this. If you have a married couple, for example, and both spouses are collecting a Social Security check and then one of them dies, well, the surviving spouse gets to keep the larger of the two checks, but it also means that one check is going to disappear entirely, the smaller check. What that means is for the surviving spouse, your retirement income is going to go down. It's going to be lower. And therefore, it's extremely important to make sure that the checks that you take and the age at which you take them is going to maximize the benefit for the surviving spouse as well as for the couple. So let's talk about Social Security. As we know, we're going to talk uh, primarily about 
old age and survivors social security which mm -hmm. is the retirement check that people get and not really about disability we've done some shows on disability in the past right and we might do that again but um, social security is simply a check you get every month it's a source of income that you can never outlive as long as you are here you'll get your social security check and now that you understand the value of it, think about it as your largest retirement asset. You should also know that Social Security gives periodic annual inflation adjustment increases. We're expecting one very shortly. Uh, it's going to be probably in the range of one and a half to two percent. And um, Social Security is a program that is not going to go away. I know every once in a while somebody engages in scare tactics and says that Social Security will run out of money. Nope, it's not going to run out of money. The uh, retirement fund is actually growing. Ironically, the disability fund is close to running out of money. But Congress is going to have to act. And Congress usually acts at the last minute, don't they? Whenever. <laughs> Whenever. They, they, they are perplexing. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if they're serving us. No, they're not. They're really serving themselves for the exactly. most part. And unfortunately, the idea of public service for too many of our congressmen, I, I think, is, is a lost ideal. Um, although we do have some new folks in Massachusetts now, and I think that maybe we'll see some better people coming into Congress. Yeah. But um, so how do we calculate Social Security benefits, first of all? Well, many people have the misconception that it's based upon your highest earning years, or it's based upon the most recent years before you retire, and that's not necessarily the case. It's a 35-year average of your highest 35 years of earnings. What if you didn't pay into the Social Security system for 35 years? What if you worked only 30 years? That's okay. They'll take the highest 30 years and average them. But it's a formula. It's complicated. We won't go into it. One of the most important concepts in Social Security, however, for everybody, is called FRA, Full Retirement Age. And for most people listening today, it'll be age 66. For a lot of the baby boomers, it's going to be age 67. And why is that age so important? Well, it's very important for this reason. One of the most important strategies, here's our Social Security strategy number one, is do not draw down your Social Security benefits before full retirement age if you're still working. So let's say your full retirement age is 66 and you're still working. Biggest mistake you can make of anything we're going to talk about today is to begin taking Social Security before the age of 66 and while you're still working. Because there's a very detailed formula that gets used there's something called an annual income limit of $15,120. And if you continue to work and you make more than $15,120, guess what? For every $2 that you make over and above that, you're going to have a dollar taken back from your Social Security. Um, in some cases, it's $3 as the, as the limit. But the fact is, why would you want to start taking Social Security early? only to find out you're going to have to pay back some of those dollars and have them come back from you. In the meantime, you've shot yourself on the foot because instead of waiting until a later age to collect Social Security, then you're going to take it at an earlier age, and the earlier, lower amount that you take is going to be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about doing that, uh, come talk to us.
If you've already done it, come talk to us. There's a few things that can be done to suspend taking Social Security and let it continue to accumulate. It's a little bit complicated, but uh, take a look at it. So summarizing that rule, um, don't begin taking Social Security uh, if you're younger than the age of 66 and you continue to work. Um, big mistake. Second strategy we want to talk about today is um, retiring early because of health issues. And we talked about this a little, one, a little bit already, ladies and gentlemen, and that is simply this. If you're below full retirement age and you haven't started taking Social Security yet, and let's say you become disabled, and then you say, I'm not going to go back to work. I should start collecting my Social Security. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the best thing to do. You might be better off applying for Social Security disability. Because if you can do that and qualify for Social Security disability, you can postpone claiming regular retirement Social Security until later. So let's assume we have a person that's age 62, for example, and they certainly qualify for taking Social Security at age 62. Well, you can compare the amount for taking retirement Social Security at age 62 versus the amount that you would receive at a later age. But if the client has health issues, it's essential that who's ever doing the retirement planning absolutely has to investigate the possibility whether this person can qualify for Social Security disability benefits. If you do, it will have a very dramatic impact on the amount of Social Security retirement benefits you'll get later, and not only at a later point in time, but also for the rest of your life. So just be aware that if you have a disability issue, um, and um, the work, by the way, Social Security considers a worker disabled, if the worker cannot do the work they previously performed, and if they cannot perform other work because of a medical condition, and if that disability is, has lasted or is expected to last for at least one year, or possibly result in death. Let's say somebody has a terminal illness, for example. In that case, you might be better off to apply for um, Social Security disability and let the regular Social Security benefit continue to accumulate. And it's more at age 66 than it is at age 62, for example. So in, in this example that we just quoted, if the person would qualify for Social Security disability, um, then those particular benefits uh, will allow them to collect more money later. So that's our second major strategy for today. You know, Phil, um, we look at a lot of things when we talk about Social Security and we want to not anticipate trouble, right? but at the same time, we have to think about our future. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things that my friend Ben Franklin said is, do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. <laughs> ben Franklin, I, I, he wrote constantly, and he wrote some wonderful things. He also wrote about knowledge. He, he wrote, if a man empties his purse into his head... No one can take it away from him. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do today. We're trying to give you some information today, ladies and gentlemen, on Social Security. So full retirement age is an extremely important concept. If you apply at age 62, for example, for Social Security retirement compared to age 66, your full retirement age, you're going to receive 
a lot less money than you would if you had waited until age 66. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, if you wait from age 66 to age 70, you're going to collect 8% per year more, 32% more at age 70 than you would have at age 66. And one of the things I like to tell people is that we can't always predict what our health will be or what our financial needs will be. Mm-hmm. And certainly for some people, it's necessary to collect at oh, age 62. Sure. I had a friend of mine say he crunched the numbers and he said it would take till 85 for him to break even. So he started collecting earlier. That could be a route <coughs> right. Yeah. And we can actually do it even more scientifically. Sure. We have three different sets of software programs that we can use and tell you what your exact break-even age is. So if somebody said, well, what if I want to start at age 65 and not wait until age 66? We can show you what the amount will be, and we can show you if you wait one more year or four or five more years, how much more money you would receive. Right. But then we can also show you on the computer exactly how long it would take before you would break even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how long you'd need to live before you would break even from having made the decision to take a higher amount at a later age. And for most men, for example, it is roughly around age 83 to age 85. And so that can be a decision to make. If you say, well, you know, everybody in my family has had a life expectancy of about 80, and I'm not sure I'll make it to age 85, well, then maybe you make a decision to collect Social Security at an earlier age. Right. Or if you have known health conditions where you think that you may have an issue and you may not have longevity, then you might want to collect at an earlier age. Sure. But sometimes you're making a decision not just for yourself, but you're also making it for the person that you expect to be your surviving spouse. Mm -hmm. And if you make the decision to wait a little longer, the surviving spouse could have a larger amount. So there's no simple one answer that's correct for everybody. It depends on everyone. Um, How do you uh, find out what your Social Security amount is that you can collect? Well, you typically will get a paper statement. They're sporadic. They don't come out all the time. They stopped it for a while to try to save paper. And, of course, not everybody in this country uses a computer. So then they had to restore that. And it probably cost them more money to explain why they were restoring it than it did to cut it off in the first place. Right. But you can also go into socialsecurity.gov, and you open up your own account. It is a secure account. And when you do that, you can look and see what your earnings are and how much would you get at age 62, how much at age 66, and how much at age 67. You know, the other thing we're finding right now today is that A lot of people have received early retirement buyout offers recently. Uh, Verizon has done it. A number of corporations have done it. Uh, Stop and Shop has recently had a layoff with some severance pay and early benefits. And one of the things that we like to do is to sit down and say, all right, what's your budget, number one? Number two, what's the value of the lump sum taking it now and putting it into something to invest for the future versus taking it and uh, annuitizing it, for example, over your life expectancy, Mm -hmm. which is a better choice for you. And if anybody has questions in those areas, uh, just give us a call at 508-998-8858. We've been actually uh, helping a lot of people from Verizon fairly recently, the last few weeks, who have received uh, some significant early retirement bonuses. And um, when you look at somebody like that, you have... 
typically a regular pension plan. Then typically you will have a 401k plan. Now you have an early retirement lump sum benefit. And then you have social security. So think about this as one possibility if you happen to be in that category. Maybe what you do is don't take your social security. And if you have a little bit of a gap between your age and when you want to start taking money out of your retirement accounts, maybe what you do is you use up some of the money from your lump sum buyout first as living expenses. But let your social security continue to accumulate because the longer you can wait, uh, the higher amount you're going to get, and it will be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But we can show you the pros and cons of doing that. And it's sort of a no-brainer to say, yes, I should wait until age 70 because I'll collect the most amount of money. That's not necessarily for everyone. But as we've said many times before in the show, sometimes you're better off taking money from an IRA account first. So specifically, you can allow the Social Security to accumulate to a higher amount. And once again, uh, even though you may have heard some of these things before, ladies and gentlemen, there's no one single answer that's right for everyone. It, it involves a discussion and an analysis. So one of the interesting things is uh, strategy number three, spousal benefit first and then take your own benefit later. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know about a spousal benefit. If you're married, this applies whether you're a heterosexual couple or same-sex couple under today's marriage laws. These same Social Security rules are going to apply to everyone. The rules are complicated, and one of the things you'll find out we talk about is if you think you can go into the Social Security office and get specific information, you can't. 77% of all retirees think that they're going to be able to go into the Social Security government office and get advice but Social Security representatives are specifically prohibited from giving this advice. So we're going to talk more about Social Security. I'm going to have to talk faster because I've got a lot of things I need to talk about. <laughs> but we'll be back in a minute and talk about our upcoming seminars on Social Security and retirement income planning. And uh, we'll give you some more specific information. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group, where Ray Lance helps you achieve financial prosperity by implementing some really smart strategies, ladies and gentlemen. Strategies that uh, protect your hard-earned assets. And uh, I know you make it a personal goal, Ray, uh, to help our listeners create and protect their wealth. I don't think there could be anything more important in life. Well, you're right. And, um, you know, during your lifetime, if you're in the good position to be able to invest and accumulate assets, uh, that's wonderful. And it's very important, but just as important as making the right decisions about how and when to take out your retirement income. Right. And if you don't make the right choices and the right decisions, and if you don't get some decent advice about it, then you're going to make the wrong decisions. And unfortunately, Social Security is probably the retiree's most misunderstood element in their retirement planning. Uh, it can result in taking Social Security at the wrong time or not taking advantage of specific Social Security strategies. And most importantly, just not understanding what's available to you. So I, we left the last half hour by talking about the fact that the Social Security representatives are specifically prohibited from giving advice. Uh, 
So where do you go for information? Well, you can go into socialsecurity.gov. You can come to one of our seminars that we're doing. I'll mention those dates uh, very quickly. We've got seminars coming up on uh, December 3 in Wareham at Social Harmony Lodge, on December 4 at Lorenzo's Italian Restaurant in Middleborough, and that will be both in the afternoon and the evening. And then on Saturday, December 6, we'll be in Pythagorean Lodge in Marion at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's on Spring Street. It's on the same street where Tabor Academy is. It's Mm -hmm. very easy to find, very easy to get to. And if you want to make a reservation, we do ask that you make a call to the office because uh, we do have limited seating in some of these locations. And that number is 508-998-8858. So let me give you another really important strategy. And I mean, we have on one particular couple, we made them more than $10,000 a year nice. just by talking to them about how to take a spousal benefit. And the couple didn't know about it and weren't even going to do it. We had a gentleman who was uh, in his early 70s, had been collecting Social Security at a fairly high benefit amount. His wife had uh, the ability to claim Social Security, and she was just about to turn 66. And she said, I'm going to go down and apply for my Social Security. And I said, how much are you going to get? And it was about 800 and something dollars. Mm-hmm. What she could have done instead, and what she did do, is she claimed a spousal benefit. And because she was 66 and her husband was also more than 66 and had started his own Social Security claim, she was entitled to get one half of his amount. And it was more like $18,000 a year wow. for half of it. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Yeah. And um, we, we literally made that couple an extra $10,000 a year just by talking about this important spousal benefit. So generally, uh, if, if you have a spouse of an insured worker, let's say it's, it's the wife, for example, is generally entitled to one half of the worker, let's say it's the husband's primary insurance amount, and it's con- sometimes called a spousal social security benefit or a spousal benefit. Um, It can be less than one-half depending upon the age that the spouse applies for Social Security. So there's two ages that are very important. One, what's the age at which the husband, let's say, applied for his Social Security? And two, what is the age that the wife, let's say, applied for the spousal benefit? Mm -hmm. If they're not both at least 66, then there won't be a 50% benefit. It'll be a smaller benefit. And this is really another very important reason why, if you don't have to, don't take Social Security until you reach that magic full retirement age of 66. It will allow your spouse to collect a spousal benefit, possibly. And this, this one particular strategy alone can make $100,000 or more than $100,000 for people. Terrific. Uh, Another important strategy is called file and switch. Um, And basically, it allows you to, the spouse with a higher earning claim to file for Social Security, and then the spouse with a lower earning amount um, can be eligible for the spousal benefit. But you can also reverse that. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that right now. But file and suspend or file and switch are two other really important strategies that we will talk about 
in a lot more detail mm -hmm. at the seminars that we're going to be doing. So we've talked about making sure that you look at your own paperwork, find out what your amount is that you're going to collect at the various ages. But just as important, you want to make sure that you take a look at the earnings record because occasionally there are mistakes that have been made on a Social Security record. Mm -hmm. And you have the right to go back and make a correction. So if you find out that there are some missing years, um, I've talked about on the radio before the fact that we had a gentleman who was in the Air Force for four years and Social Security had entirely not picked up his Social Security earnings. And by him simply bringing his discharge form, the DD-214, to the Social Security office, they were able to track that down, check it, add it into his earnings. And for him, that made the difference of being able to claim Social Security at all. Without that, he would not have had enough quarters. You have oh to have goodness. 10 years of Social Security payments, which is called 40 quarters. Mm -hmm. And he was short quarters because he hadn't paid a lot into the Social Security system. So how you calculate the amount is uh, complicated. I can't begin to talk about that on the radio. Uh, I can show you in slides and so forth. We talked about reduced benefits if you take it before full retirement age. And so why do some people make the wrong Social Security claiming decisions? Well, mostly it's ignorance, uh, frankly. It's, it's not stupidity. It's just not having the right information. And um, a lot of times people will apply for um, Medicare, health insurance. We've talked about that just recently. And the most popular age for people to apply for Social Security in this country is age 62 because they don't know any better. And they say, well, I'm entitled to it at 62. I want to get my money. Mm -hmm. But if you're still working, that's the worst possible time to do that. The second most popular time that people apply for Social Security is at age 65 because they go to apply for Medicare health insurance. And I, I know, Phil, that you haven't reached that age yet because you're still a very young man. Very young. <laughs> <laughs> a babe in arms. Oh, well, a babe in the woods, maybe. <laughs> um, but um, when you make the decision to sign up for uh, Medicare health insurance at age 65, which you have to do or you'll be penalized, you do not have to apply for Social Security at the same time to be eligible for Medicare. And a lot of people think that you do. And so they do both at the same time. And again, they're not necessarily making the right Social Security. Now, the good news is that we're all living longer. We have more time to enjoy life. We're living longer in retirement. And the bad news is that we're all living longer. <laughs> and so it's critically important to make sure that uh, retirement income is going to last as long as we do. And also, as I said earlier, that needs to be integrated uh, with uh, your other sources of retirement income. So, you know, we, when we learn about people, Phil, sometimes I go back to the you know, Greek, Greek philosophers because they had some wonderful things to say. There's no guessing games today. This is all Plato. This is a Plato day. And one of the things Plato said is that you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. How? True. Oh, my goodness. So my question to you is, did they have golf in Plato's <laughs> day? <laughs> uh, Five-card poker. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, that figures. <laughs> well, Plato had a lot of good things to say, and uh, we want to come back and talk about Social Security. 
Can you improve your earnings record? Yes. What happens if you start collecting Social Security at age 66, for example, but you continue working? That's okay. They're not going to take the dollars away from you because you've reached this full retirement age. But um, you're going to still pay into the Social Security system. Right. So gradually, Social Security will pick up the additional earnings and they will increase the benefit that you're receiving. So it's certainly okay to start collecting at age 66, but if you want to wait until age 70 and you can afford to do that, then you're going to pick up an additional 8% per year. And if you look at what people are earning right now on bank accounts and other kinds of investments, there aren't many places you can go today to make an 8% return. So just by deferring taking Social Security from age 66 to age 70 or anywhere in between, you're going to make an additional 8% per year, and then that's for the rest of your life when you do that. So uh, Social Security obviously is subjected to taxation. Um, I'm not going to probably take the time to talk about that in detail today on the radio, but I will tell you that when people start to take Social Security, they're often very concerned about how much money they're earning because they don't want to be paying taxes on Social Security. And depending upon the money, amount of money that you do make, um, then a percentage of your Social Security can be taxed. Uh, for example, if you're married filing jointly and your combined income is more than $44,000 a year, then up to 85% of your Social Security will be subject to taxation. Mm-hmm. And that probably keeps some people from earning as much or doing other kinds of things with their mm-hmm. spare time instead. And by the way, for a, a single person, the number is $34,000. So if you start collecting Social Security and you make more than $34,000 a year, then up to 85% of your Social Security will also be taxed. And I don't know about you in politics, Phil, but um, I've always liked Plato's discourse on politics. And, and of course, ancient Greece was very much involved in politics. Oh, yes. Uh, we invented the game. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, democracy came from Greece, sure. correct? Yes, absolutely. I wonder how many Americans realize that. <laughs> well, democracy, mathematics, drama, architecture, Windex. Windex? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Windex. <laughs> yes, of course. I don't think Plato said anything about Windex, though. <laughs> But he did say that one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. Absolutely. So if you haven't voted, Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's important. We live in a democracy where it's your privilege to vote. That's right. Why let somebody else speak for you? Plato also said something very nice, I thought, about education. He said, the direction in which education starts a man will determine his future in life. I like that. And that's something we can learn even in our own community when we're concerned about making sure that students stay in school Mm -hmm. and learn as much as they can. Were you a young man when you fell in love with numbers and, uh, you know, you're great at solving puzzles. I like puzzles. So you, you had a mathematical mind. No, I had more of an analytical English language mind. Mm-hmm. I majored in English literature in college. Um, my skills initially were more in the written and the verbal than in the mathematics. 
Hmm. Uh, although I did like geometry a lot because it's more visual. And um, I think uh, geometry for me was a lot of fun, but I lost it when I got to algebra. Um, partly because I went to three different high schools in that year. Yeah. My dad was in the service, and I started out in North Carolina, and then from there we went to Worcester, Massachusetts, and then partway through the rest of the year we went to Auburn, Massachusetts, where we lived for a year and a half. Yeah. So going to three different high schools in one year, um, I totally blew away my math skills. Mm-hmm. They were just totally inconsistent, and I couldn't catch up again. Mm-hmm. So, But... Um, but I've always enjoyed the analytical side of reading something and analyzing the meaning of it. Sure. And that's always been important to me. And I do like puzzles. And Social Security is really a puzzle. There's, I think, something like 50,000 pages, either 20,000 or 50,000 <laughs> pages of regulations for Social Security. That's incredible. Don't think and don't assume you can figure it out on your own. No. Um, it's, it's government. They don't make it easy. And um, so... Coming back to uh, Social Security, the age at which you file is critically important. There are some really interesting strategies you can do to file and suspend. We talked earlier about that uh, uh, important spousal benefit, for example. And real quickly, a quick summary on that. If you have two people age 66, both apply at the same time. Um, Or let's say the husband with a higher earning amount applies. His wife, instead of collecting her own benefit, which might be fairly small, uh, which is just history, could take a spousal benefit instead um, and allow her own account to continue to accumulate until she reaches an older age. Mm -hmm. But the same thing could happen in reverse. Um, Let's say that the husband wants to continue working, but he'd like his wife to be able to collect a spousal benefit Well, she can't apply for a spousal benefit unless he first applies for his own larger benefit. So what he does is he files and suspends. Once he files for his benefit, he lets it suspend. That allows his wife to collect the spousal benefit, half of his amount. But then he can let his continue to accumulate 8% more a year for another four years and really maximize the amounts they they can get. So how we do that and when we do that um, are, are critically important. Now, do you think that Social Security is going to be enough for us to live on in retirement? No. No. And it was never intended to be such. It was intended to be a source of money for people who really needed a safety net. And what's happened today is that people have come to rely on Social Security as a primary linchpin of their own retirement. And that's okay, but if you have other things, you want to make sure that they work together. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, for example, if you have IRA accounts, IRA accounts um, need to be invested properly so that you're going to maximize returns and you don't, you don't want to lose any benefits. Um, you don't want to have small amounts of money. You want to make as much as you can because when you reach 70 and a half, you must start taking benefits. And um, it's... Uh, it's something that we can show folks how to do. Um, we do a lot of work with certain companies and products that will help people maximize the returns that they get on some of their IRA accounts. So whether it happens to be taking an early retirement plan or maximizing Social Security, if you give us an opportunity, we'll be happy to show you how to 
mesh these things together. There you go. And the most important thing, Phil, obviously, is the budget. Did you know that Plato invented the budget? I did not. It was called a budgetos. <laughs> <laughs> That's just budgetos. made up. No, it wasn't. <laughs> now, what if you're divorced? Well, if you're divorced, um, let's say that your former husband, let's say you're a woman and your former husband, uh, you were married to for at least 10 years, and you haven't remarried, well, you can go and collect against the claim uh, in the account of your divorced ex-husband. And um, the, uh, the, the rule for remarriage is important, and the marriage has to have lasted for at least 10 years, but it doesn't have to be in that same sequence. And the claiming spouse who wants to collect off the ex-husband's amount, let's say, must not be married or must be 62 years of age or older. And typically their benefit has to be smaller than the account of their ex-husband, let's say. Mm-hmm. And there are some other benefits that divorced spouses can be entitled to for death benefits. But you're going to have to come to the seminar to hear about that one. Surviving spouses can still, a surviving spouse can still collect money after remarriage, depending upon uh, uh, certain certain circumstances. Right now, there's about five million widows and widowers in this country that receive Social Security benefits based upon their deceased spouse's record, and. The amount will be reduced if you take it as early as age 60, but if you wait until age 66, it's going to be maximized. So you want to be able to try to do that. The, the, the thing that's most important to stress is that it's not clear-cut. There's not one simple answer for every situation that you're in. And uh, what if you make a mistake? Yeah. <clears throat> what if you make a mistake and say at age 62 you start to collect Social Security and you say, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is to tell you that if you started early, uh, you do have the ability to change, but typically you need to do it within one year. You've got a one-year period within which to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say a worker claimed at age 62, they can't voluntarily suspend until full retirement age, um, but they can pay back the account if they do so within one year. But after full retirement age, the worker can um, suspend, uh, they can reactivate, and they can allow their account to continue to accumulate. Uh, This is a very specialized area, but again, we're happy to sit down and talk about that with somebody. But file and suspend, uh, lump sum do-over strategies are really important, and Social Security will allow you to do this. Um, some of this is not very well known. Most people have heard about the fact that if you do make a mistake within one year, you can pay it back and allow it to continue to accumulate. But um, the file and suspend strategy is uh, used by a lot of retirement planners, and most people realize that they can restart their suspended benefits anytime after suspension. But there's a little known uh, caveat and warning. Uh, that most retirement planners and Social Security employees are not aware of. And that's this. After the Social Security recipient has filed and suspended and later decides to reinstate the suspended amount, 
they can specify the specific month that they want to do it. Mm-hmm. So mechanically, there's some important steps to take in that. It won't apply to everybody, but it's real important. Last thing I want to mention real quickly is what if you are a grandparent who's taking care or a parent taking care of disabled children or a grandchild taking care of younger children? And I've seen many people in this community in that situation. I've seen grandparents who have a a drug-dependent child and the grandparent is actually raising the grandchildren. Sure. There's some very important social security benefits that they can apply for. And um, we have detailed information we can provide on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, including handouts. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's um, it's not always the most exciting topic, but I will tell you that this is one of the most important things you can get right when you talk about making retirement decisions. And um, if you'd like information, we have some written reports we can give you. Just please call our office at mm-hmm. 508-998-8858. And we'd be happy to send you some information. Or better yet, why don't you come to these free seminars? Folks, they are so informative and very, very interesting. One of them will be on December the 3rd, a Wednesday, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And this is at the Social Harmony Lodge on Route 28 in Wareham. Thursday, the next day, December the 4th, at Lorenzo's Italian Restaurant on West Grove Street in Middleborough. There will be two that day, 2 to 3.30, and then in the evening, 6.30 to 8. And then on Saturday, December the 6th, at the Pythagorean Lodge in Marion, not too far from Tabor, from 10 to 11.30 in the morning. Just give us a call so that we'll make sure to have plenty of refreshments for you, and you will leave there feeling so good about the information. And remember, it's free. Come to one of our seminars, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be passing out some interesting information as well. You know, none of us like the idea of being old, Phil. And one of the great things that Benjamin Franklin said, all would live long, but none would be old. <laughs> I love it. And that's me. I'm going to live for a long time, but <laughs> yes, I'm never going will. to get old. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to being with you again next week. Absolutely. And uh, we always uh, look forward to you tuning in from 8 to 9 o'clock on WBSM to the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Until next Sunday, so long, everybody. <laughs>